How you going, guys? We are the 80s Montage and you're here for another week, people. We're on location in Williamstown. I know. How exciting. And it is fucking incredible here. We're out of the band room and I've invited these guys over to my new pad, my new little warehouse conversion in... Williamstown, it's Incredible. pretty cool. And I'm getting all nostalgic because this is where we shot Wentworth. Yeah. And I'm like, where are we from Wentworth? Which wouldn't be there anymore. I think they've pulled it down. It's a, a lot of the bigger buildings are still there. I drive past there all the okay. time. And yeah, I, yeah. I look in thinking like, oh, fuck, it would have been awesome filming in there. Yeah. Oh no, it was incredible. Like the Mika's, whole set. Mika's cooking a barbie outside and there's a fuck oh. look at the fucking storm coming. There is a storm coming. Thank God mm. we're staying the night. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So people are dropping like flies at the moment with COVID. Always happens this time of year as well, for some reason. I don't know if it's the, the traffic stress of Christmas was or really not there was no traffic on the road. Oh yeah. We're in a lockdown, a psychological lockdown where no one wants to go out. We're all preparing for it even though they're sort of opening all the borders and everything. It's just backwards, isn't it? Yeah, it's weird. You know, know. crazy. doesn't make sense. But we heard a talk about the beautiful Betty White. Betty White died just before the new year, which is very sad. And it was only three weeks before her 100th birthday. Yeah, that sucks, doesn't it? Yeah. Do you think she would have liked to have... um, Made a hundredth. I'm sure she would. Yeah. Look, you know, I reckon, I reckon by that time you've you've achieved most of what you wanted to achieve in life. She, she, she you know, all kinds of things achieved all kinds of things in her life. She did some incredible things when you look back. So they say that she was the most. Profet- oh, not professional. Yeah, professional. I mean, she would have been. <laughs> yeah, um, not professional. <laughs> she wasn't fucking professional. She fucking she did was... nothing. Um, <laughs> she was really like the the best, the biggest fucking person they – what am I trying to say? <laughs> I've had one wine. One sip. One sip and I'm fucking already anyone's. Um, she was the most worked, you know, biggest yeah. actress. Yeah. But, gotcha. I mean, and we're not going to be able to stick to just the 80s today. Because no. her career span was fucking, what, 80 years? God, yeah, yeah. Or maybe not, I don't know. Pro- probably more. Like who who really knows, you know? like it's 19, sort of, yeah, she would have been doing it for sure. Yeah, doing little sort of bit parts and stuff as a kid. And, yeah. yeah. So in order, like, and I guess in, in order to sort of pay – Tribute to her on a wider scale. We're looking at the Golden Girls as well. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, so Golden Girls popped up uh, in 1985 mm. and went for seven seasons, finishing in 92. It so, did. Um, very 80s and it had a really huge cult following straight away and even to this day people still watch it. That's right. But the actual theme, we'll talk about the theme because I found this really interesting the Golden Girls theme was a hit for, I think it's Andrew Gold in 1978 and he had a hit with this tune and they wanted Bette Midler's friends for the intro. Yeah. Well, you got to have friends and they couldn't afford it because Bette was going, well, you need to give me so much money. And they couldn't afford it. So I just wanted to play the Bette Midler song yeah. just to give people an idea of what the producers wanted because they weren't too keen on the thank you for being a friend, oh, all right? So perfect. So it is. But this one sort of works too in a weird way. If you put your head 
in the right space, yeah, yeah. it's quite funny. Yeah. And I've just got to the, the main where it picks up a bit. Hang on. But you got to have friends. The feelings are so strong. You got to have friends to make that day last long. I had some friends, but they're gone. Something came and took them away. And from the dust till the It's much more sort of sitcom-y, isn't it? Very sitcom-y. You can sort of imagine like Dorothy throwing Betty, throwing uh, Rose into the cupboard and everything. I used you know, to like have friends the... and now they're gone. Where yeah. have they gone? They've all died. Yeah. That's how I sort of interpret it. Yeah. Which would have been camp. You yes. got to have friends but they fucking died. <laughs> you, da, la, la, la. you know, that, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But I also wanted to give us a little look at Andrew Gold. And I love the fact that his surname was Gold mm. and he ended up doing Golden the Girls. Golden Girls theme. Like, yeah. So this is a little bit – when you hear this you can see how much they've edited it but it's pretty much the same. Mm. Thank you for being a friend Travel down a road and back again Your heart is true, you're a pal and a confidant I'm not ashamed to say I hope it always will stay this way My hat is off, won't you stand up and take a bow So it's not much different. No. Did they re-record the one with the yeah, chick with especially the chick. for That's the right. show? Yeah. yeah. And the chick wasn't into it either because she was like, oh, this song's so shit. But it's become the biggest thing of her career. It just works so well. Yeah. It just so works it, so well in It the needed show. to be a female with an all-female cast. Yeah, yeah, totally. And it was just interesting that this guy would be fucking loaded. Mm. And she would be as well because in America every time it gets played, yep. you get paid, baby. That's it. Not like Australia where they pay you every year. All the reruns all around the world. My God. You know, incredible. Yeah. So uh, the, the show was written and created by Susan Har- Harris and you mm. see that at the front in the credits. I always remember as a kid seeing Susan Harris. Yeah. Or whoever. I think she sort of stayed on board but only did every now and then in the end. Yeah, yeah. I think she was sort of overwhelmed by – like it really took off at the beginning and I don't think she was sort of ready for all of that. Like being a producer and a writer and a creator and, you know, she's known for all of that stuff and really prolific throughout sort of television. 
Yes, she is, absolutely. That's where we were fucking absolutely. recording a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's cute. If you hear dogs, dogs, <laughs> if you hear doors slamming, it's our dinner. Yeah, it's our it's dinner our being dinner. made. Yeah, and, and if you hear a dog barking, that's Maggie. <laughs> it's all ha- happening in Williamstown. We're going to have her destroyed after this if she's too loud. Absolutely. So it was based in Miami, which was a really good location, I yeah. think, because it reminded you of – when you get older, you probably want to move to the Gold Coast or wherever, yeah. somewhere tropical. You didn't see – I mean, it was set in Miami and you just think – like you see sort of the, the plane taking off and everything and the, the sunset over the – you know, the, the sunset and all of that shit and all the sun. You don't see any of that in the show. It's all set in the house. It's all yeah. set in the house. Yeah, but they did use a real house as the outside – Stuff. Oh, did they? Yeah, yeah right. so the house was 245 North, I think it was Satire Avenue, Westgate Heights mm. in LA. Is that right? So the extension shots and stuff like that was shot at that house. So it was but all, was it shot in LA as well? No, no, no. Uh, it was shot at fucking Disney. Yeah, right, right. It, where they shoot, um, well, remember how I said my girlfriend the other week worked across the road from my house at Como when she worked for Disney. Yeah, yeah. I meant Bonavista. So oh, yes. The section of Bonavista. So this, this show was actually done by Bonavista, Disney and Touchstone. Right. So this was a bit of a risk for them. Mm. But I was going to say with the comment you made with the four women and if it's going to work and people were really excited about it, who would have thought it was going to work because they were all – like at the end of their career, they thought. Yeah. When they auditioned, they just did it thinking, well, what else am I going to do? Yeah, yeah. We're at that age, like especially in the 80s when you had to be young and fucking youthful. It was all about sort of youth and sex. Yeah. Yeah. And they did 180 episodes and it did start on September the 14th, 1985 and went through to May the 9th, 1992. Mm. So we're talking about this show a lot because that was really Betty White's 80s Area. And especially for Australians, that's how we yeah, got to know Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. And she was funny and really a comedic – the comedic timing of all of them in that show. Mm. I sat there and watched the pilot today and they had a little bum boy that used to run around the kitchen called Coco in <laughs> the first episode. That's right. He only lasted one episode yeah. because when they – took it to the crowd, which it, it really made sense that they got rid of him because mm. the dynamic of the four women was enough. Yeah. He was just like Vegemite that you don't want on the toast, mm. you know. We don't want that, you yeah. know. And you and I kind of remember thinking, I remember them being this guy. I'm glad that they didn't do it. Like I'm, I'm so glad that they didn't do it. They like, didn't. to have this, this character that would have proven to be superfluous and it just so happens to be like a gay stereotype, yeah, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. It was already camp, well, the show. Well, yeah, but did we know it was at this stage? You know what I mean? Mm, yeah, no. Like housewives were watching it. Yeah. And it wasn't until maybe five years later on the internet I think people started finding it mm. of a certain age, you know. But the the bum boy or the, the housekeeper was – the first episode they got rid of him because yeah. the, you know how they vote against things they don't yeah. like with the show? They do the pilot and they te- do all the testing against the pilot. The testing. Pilot. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So that was the one thing that left that episode. And I remember watching it going today going, oh, he's not going to last long. That doesn't work at all. Because the dynamic that was really working was with when they were at the br- the breakfast table and doing their own stuff. Yeah. 
you know. So I've got a little um, snippet of the show that's quite funny. Oh, awesome. It's main, Can I just, yeah, for yeah. those who may not know, because we've got some younger listeners, <laughs> for those who may not know, Rue McClanahan played Blanche, Betty White played Rose, Estelle Getty played Sophia and B. Arthur, of course, played Dorothy. Yes. Do you know, before we play this clip, do you know how they were cast? They originally wanted Betty White to play Blanche. Oh, Blanche, that's yeah. right, yeah. yeah. And so they had her pegged for that and they they had spotted Rue McClanahan, they remembered Rue McClanahan from working on uh, Maud, which was yes. B. Arthur's show. Yep. And they got her in to read for um, Rose. That's right. And when they got got in and sort of read, it just didn't quite work, even though they were good. And they said, look, why don't you guys just switch? And the moment they switched, it was absolutely perfect. Incredible. Um, yeah. And, and that sort of um, Blanche, Blanche Devereaux character, I mean, it's largely based on like Blanche Dubois, you know, from Streetcar Named Desire. It's that kind of like su- aging Southern, Southern Belle, Belle yeah, yeah, oversexed, yeah. all of that kind of thing. Absolutely. Um, and so th- they were set. I think then Estelle Getty was slotted in, and um, they Who were I still love. yeah, yeah. She's awesome, mate. You know, she's she's just fantastic. They all are. And then they um, they basically were looking for Dorothy. They wanted uh, B. Arthur. She didn't want to come back and do sort of network television again after doing Maud. Yep. And it was actually Rue McClanahan that uh, whom she had worked with before who talked her into sort of taking it because the script was so fucking good. And she yeah. basically said, when are we at our age going to get a script That's like right. this again? That's right. And so then the four were locked in and it was absolutely perfect. So – Exactly. Tell us about the ages of them and the difference because right. it doesn't look like that in the show. No, no. So the, the ages of the characters were basically they were in their early 50s, I believe. They were in their early 50s. They didn't look it, did they? No, no. But um, basically Betty White was the eldest. Betty White was the eldest actress yep. on, the, on the floor. Um, Estelle Getty and B. Arthur, you know. Um, mother husband, and daughter. Mother and daughter. Estelle was actually a year younger than B, who was playing her daughter. But they used to do sort of ageifying makeup and everything on her and everything um, to make her look oh, older. Oh, okay. Yeah, God, she didn't, very she didn't good. look like that. Like, do you know, the makeup artist was very good on this show, I must yeah, admit. Yeah. This is the thing. They were they were nanas, you know. They they yeah. were they were nanas, but they were like their hair was amazing. They cl- they looked impeccable, and they were like out dating, and they had exciting lives. This is this is the thing. They were they were. This is part of the reason why I think it was so revolutionary. Is it was like oh fuck, old people are. Relevant, you know, in in the midst of the eighties, it was mm. like, oh my god, they're really happening, and the the actresses were really pushing that across. You know, they were really delivering on the on the comedy and the drama. It was incredible. So yeah, so you had that little quirk of the the sort of uh, mother who was actually younger than her um, daughter, scripted daughter, and then Rue McClanahan was about she was roughly about ten years younger. Than all of them, so oh, yeah, wow. Betty Estelle and B were all the same age, and then Rue McClanahan was about ten years younger. 
Wow. Which is really interesting because I – can I be honest, when I started watching this in the 80s, I was almost scared I was going to end up in this sort of life. Mm. Living with my three hmm. – with me though it probably would have been three queens. I think it really made a lot of people I got very feel – scared. Yeah, yeah. And especially especially artists and stuff It because you sort of – when yeah. you're an artist, you're a bit of a gypsy and a bit of an individual. You're not fitting into sort of normal nine to five everyday life. So you, you're looking, you know, you're sacrificing a lot of that and you're sort of looking down the barrel of spending – your life on your own possibly, you know. Yeah. So you do think now and then, fuck, all right. So like when I get to a certain age, what, am I going to live with like fucking three of my <laughs> three of my fucking friends? Am I yeah. going to live with my band? Like what? Am, yeah. what's it going to be like? Yeah. So it did resonate with a lot of different groups of people. And because it was highly rerun this show, this would also be on late at night in Australia. So you had a lot of musos coming at home and seeing it. That's right. And you've got to, you know, the the main thing about this show is it was Sex and the City really, before Sex and the City. It is. You know. It is. You start to look at Sex and the City and go, oh, they've already written that for you. What do they say in Family Guy about Sex and the City? Oh, that's that one about the three old (laughs) whores and their mother. Oh, my God, that's right. So fucking good. Yeah, well, good old Charles Levin, the cook and the butler. Mm. Coco got fucked off after yep. the first pilot. Didn't need him. Didn't need him, but hopefully one of them rooted him before they fucking moved him on. But so the knows? premise basically, I think, I think he's largely about Rose, Betty White's character, coming in because she's just recently lost her husband, remember? Yeah, and they live in Blanche's house. Yeah, so it's Blanche's house. Blanche, for whatever reason, is looking for fucking flatmates and stuff. But I I remember, I do remember the pilot largely about being about Rose coming into it all. It was actually more about Sophia coming into it because she just had a stroke at Shady Pines. Ah, right. And then she decided she was going to move in with them. Okay. So she just moves in. Right. So the way they really introduce the characters very quickly. Yeah, they do. It was bang, 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 bang. Because remember in the pilot episode, um, Blanche is getting married. That's right. And they didn't want her to get married because where are they going to live? And Blanche says, oh, you can live here for as long as you like. Yeah. Everyone knows when they get someone some, with someone, Forget it's fucking it. the end of it, <laughs> yeah, end of the world, yeah. you know. Yeah. So so basically, bloody, and tell me if I'm ruining something by setting this up. In the pilot, so Betty, Betty White's character, um, Rose, is sort of a bit of an idiot savant, you know. Like, yeah. Yeah, she's gorgeous. Yeah. She's naive about life. She's been yep. married all her life and now she's sort of – she doesn't know a thing real, really. Um, she's lived in a sort of bit of a bubble and now she's sort of out in the wider world. And so she – somehow she learns that Blanche's fiancé is like a lying, cheating son of a bitch. Well, she has a feeling or intuition about him. That's right. And dumb people do have really good intuition. Yeah. Yeah, people don't do. believe them. Because they're not cluttered by That's fucking... That's right. <laughs> ABC. Yeah. EFG. They yeah. don't give a fuck. Mm. It's yeah. whatever. Yeah. But I'll play this snippet now. It's mainly B. Arthur in this but the com- comedic timing of Betty White in this is just hilarious. So let's just have a listen. I hope you enjoy these girls uh, and this show, little girls and boys. 
What a flamethrower. I just fucking love it. What, she said one line and yeah. fucking has you on the floor. Yeah, yeah. It's just fucking awesome. Because, you know, that's the, the timing stuff is down timing. to a knife edge, mate. All They're great, pros. great actors. Yeah, yeah. Great actors. Yeah. So Betty had had, uh, she had done some stuff on the Mary Tyler Moore show. Um, she, oh God, her pedigree You mean this show? Bring back. Oh, there was a cat at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like a queef. Like, don't know what it was, but there you go. That was a bit of nostalgia. Don't you reckon you could just do that in life? Like, oh, you mean this song? Den-in, I den-in, would den-in. pay any amount of money <laughs> to be able to do oh, that. That's brilliant. Yeah, but Betty, look, she had done, she had even had her own show. Um, Maddie was, you know, we were talking about that uh, anecdote of when she had her own show. And she had a black performer on there and everybody was, um, you know, audiences were in a bit of an uproar about that. And the network didn't support her. They said like, you know, go on, you got to go on and retract that or, you know, make an apology or whatever. She wouldn't do it. She said, go fuck yourself. And they axed her show. Incredible. What a badass. And did it sound like this? Really, Betty White with six black men. Oh, that's the latest. But what I want to ask Betty is, do you think that Tiger's wife, Elin, should take him back? Well, all I know, the only, my only claim to fame, I'm the only woman in the world who has not slept with Tiger. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, but no, John likes to do all his communicating via carrier pigeon. <laughs> Carrier pigeon. Does that work? Oh, absolutely. Although lately we've been having a problem with Sarah Palin shooting them down. (laughs) That is one crazy bitch. Just thought I'd add that. She's fucking gold. She's crazy. I think because everybody got so used to the sort of Rose. Oh, Mika's just so. Oh, my God. Mika. What is it, Mika? What, what is, is it? it? It's, it's, it's fucking Greek octopus off the barbecue. How do we eat it? Off Holy the barbecue. Jesus. He's coming think... and cracking some fucking oh, fresh salt and pepper beautiful. on it. This is too much, mate. It do we is get little plates much. and forks? All right. Wow. Fucking look at that. I'm excited. They're in the ocean a I day ago. I can't hide it. I'm so excited. A couple of hours ago, probably. How amazing! Are we gonna? Are we going to uh, spruik the the fish market or no? 
Oh, why no. not? Footscray? Is it Footscray? No, it was one in Sunshine. Oh, wow. A beautiful one in Sunshine. Oh, lovely. Yeah. So, yeah, while we're sort of having our entrees <laughs> served, yeah, Betty, I think because because they got to know Betty White through the character of Rose, I think everybody maybe thought, oh, maybe she is a bit dim, mm. you know, but she was so quick. Yeah. She was so Very quick. comedian. Yeah. And she did a lot of game shows throughout her life as well. Yeah, she did. She yeah. really lived on the game show. She's really good at TV. I think she met her f- husband on a game show called Password or a mm. show called Password. Yeah, right. And she was really in love with him and I don't think she'd met anyone that was quite like him. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, he, that, she, that she really loved. So, yeah, the black guy that she booked for the Betty White show, yep. everyone hated it and wanted him off the show and she stood up for him. Yeah, right. I think that's awesome. She's ahead of her time and I think that she was very modern even though, you know, she had had this long, long career. She was very contemporary in her mind, you know. She she um, she resonated with younger audiences so yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell, there's like a circus happening Oh, it's us. gorgeous. We love it. Because, <laughs> you know, um, Sophia who comes – to live with them after she finds Shady Pines mm. not the hip place to be. Yeah. Had three children, Dorothy, Gloria and Phil. Now apparently Phil is a cross-dresser. There we go. Right? So, look, he they touched on it. some fucking incredible subjects in this show. Oh, Who yes. later dies of a heart attack and she had a really full-on stage fright, Sophia. Yeah. Oh, really? She was really afraid. Oh, yeah, she had nervous... Problems and stuff like that. I think out of the four of them, she was perhaps the one that, you know, wasn't as established as a known uh, TV actress. You know, they all had like really amazing pedigrees. Yeah. Uh, Incredible. I remember her, you know, in an interview saying that she was quite in awe of B. Arthur. I mean, B was the big... B was the big star. Well, you she know? was in Maud, yeah. yeah so, yeah. yeah. She was the first character. to leave as well. She was, yeah. Well, she was sort of called out of retirement to do this show. Right. And then when she could feel, I think she personally felt perhaps the quality was wavering a little bit because, you know, the writers started coming and going, directors started coming and going. Yeah. Um, and yeah, when. When you this sort of when you feel like you have the most to lose, you do want to sort of, you know, you do want to want to j- jump off at those moments where you know you f- you feel things are wavering a little bit. So I thought we'd play a bit of music now. In the first episode, they do mention Julio Iglesias, and I think it would be a good break while I'm chewing. To play a bit of Julio. Julio? What's his real name? How do you pronounce it? Julio Iglesias. Here we go. When they begin. Debe quiero sentir las cosas de siempre, quiero saber 
tú aún me quieres Quiero volver a empezar When the beginning The beginning Quiero saber qué fue de tu vida. Quiero saber. Wow, I must have known that was coming. Yeah. That I've put Julio on for that long. Julio! But, but you would have imagined that when they went out to nightclubs in their age, that's what they would have heard. Oh, yeah, fuck yeah. Because yeah. he was huge. He was enormous at this time. Huge, and yeah. they do mention him, and he's very sort of he's very sort of uh, retirement friendly. Yeah, <laughs> retirement well. friendly. You know, awesome. But they had a lot of they they had a lot of um, awesome cameos on the show, particularly men, because like all the women were dating as well. They were still sort of like yeah. meeting men and hoping for love later in their life and stuff. And uh, they had George Clooney. Wow, that's before right. he was George Clooney, but still. Uh, Quentin Tarantino appeared as a Elvis impersonator. They had Burt Reynolds. They had Mario Lopez. Wow. He is stunning, mate. He's very hot. He is fucking stunning. Very hot. So he was, you know, he was young. I think it may have been, yeah, it would have been before Saved Saved by the Bell. He's like a younger version of John Stamos for me. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, And he plays one of Dorothy's former students because Dorothy was a teacher, retired teacher. yeah. And uh, he was on that fucking gorgeous as ever. Mickey Rooney was on it. Bob Hope, Dick Van Dyke was ah. on the show. That would have been huge for mm. them. Sonny Bono and Debbie Reynolds as well. Oh, wasn't she just in everything? I love her. Yeah, yeah, she loved popping up. She would have been a, maybe a good replacement for uh, um, B. Arthur if they had gone down that Yeah, road, absolutely. You know? Same sort of uh, dry yeah. humour. And sort of like a showgirl. yeah. Yeah, she's very uh, the other chick though, isn't she? Sort of Blanche, Blanche territory. Yeah. yeah, it might have been a good conflict. I wonder you know? if she went for the audition. Mm, you never know. Maybe. maybe she thought, fuck it. Maybe. So some of the shows that Betty's been on is, of course, The Golden Girls, Hot in Cleveland, which was two th- – this is in no order, guys. Hot in Cleveland, 2010 to 2015, The Mary Tyler Moore Show, The Proposal in 2009. She was a voice on the Lorax, is it? 2000 and the Lorax, yeah. Yeah, a, 2012. Uh, yep. Toy Story 4, 2019. Yes. Now, there was a um, another show after the Golden Girls called The Golden Palace. That's right. Yeah. So, B started, she, yeah, she, I think she was used to, from listening to sort of interviews with the other girls, B was used to being the star and she had done, look, she had done like seven years in this ensemble sort of situation. She had had enough of it and she was ready to retire. Yeah, of course. And when she could feel things sort of wavering, she was like, nah, okay, it's time. And I think within the sixth season, which would have been 91, she announced that she was retiring. So she said that she was, wow, what's going on? Maddie's just showed me a most really weird fucking, it better be true, it says that these two have split up. No. 
Yeah, that's pretty fucking... Lisa Bonet and um, Jason Momoa. Yeah, split up. Fuck off. We'll have to clarify that in the next show. But Who's that's she going to go good. out with next? Brad Pitt? Oh, I don't know. She can get anyone she wants, Mate, obviously. She must have a bloody magnet in her... Uh... Mush? Yeah. Mm, apparently I have one of them. Do you? No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she was in fucking Ellie McBeal, that annoying cunt. Oh, I used to hate that fucking show. She's a fucking scarecrow. No one got that here. No. You know? I'm glad Shut she... Fu- I know. Fucking office workers, shut the fuck up in his fucking dancing baby, fucking skinny ass. Mm. Yeah, Ali McBeal, she was in. I mm-hmm. kind of remember that. Fame, she was in Fame. The Betty White Show was 1977 till 1978. What the original Fame? What the series? Yeah. Fuck. She might have been a teacher or something. Yeah. You just forget everything she's been in. You know that 70s show she was in. Do you remember her in that? No. Would have done a cameo. Maybe, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mama's Family, 1983 to 1990. Mm-hmm. Toy Story 4, I don't know if I mentioned yeah. that. She would have been yep. a voice. That's another thing she did was a lot of voices. But I looked at her astrology. She was born 17th of Jan, 1922. Great. Capricorn. 17th of Jan, Capricorn. Yeah. Like my mum. Yeah. Cappies are really hardworking people. Yes, they are. Hardworking people. Mm. And they really nurture whatever they really want to do and they're good with business. That's what they're good with. Her moon was in Virgo so she would have been quite organised, I can imagine, and all her emotions would have been quite organised. Like, Because mm. you go through so many emotions doing TV shows and leaving TV shows, you're going to get another job. This woman just went from one job to another to another. Um. Mercury in Aquarius, Mercury is a communication. So that's where the animal stuff comes in, talking yep. about the animals and saving the animals and the love for the gorillas and all that kind of stuff. And she had a lot of dogs, I think, which was awesome. Yeah. And uh, a full seventh house, which is the house of oh, – stellium in the seventh house, which is your house of relationship. So for me when I read that I kind of thought the first marriage she was with the real guy, her soulmate, and then after that it sort of – wasn't the real sort of thing. Yeah. I felt like she she was just destined to meet it and then it would disappear, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But on, in saying all that, she's worth $75 million. Shit. Yeah. Not bad. Wouldn't be bad, would it? Would have been all that network television money, mate. And they all won fucking Emmys while they were doing the show. And it was – the Golden Girls was one of only two shows – where all of the leads won individual That's right. Um, best best sort of actress Emmys or best actor Emmys. Mm. And they did. I think it was I think it was Betty first. I think it was Betty won one first. And then it was Rue and then it was uh B B and Estelle. Yeah, no, one, they're amazing. One sort of um, actress and supporting. Amazing actors. Yeah. Um, I only watched the pilot the first time today in a long time and mm. I actually really enjoyed it. I yeah. think you get to a certain age where you go, it's okay to watch this now. Yeah. I know where my life's going. But <laughs> when I was younger I was like, oh, my God, if that happens to me I'm going to fucking kill myself. Yeah, yeah. Living with three girlfriends, mm. especially after you've been in a few share houses. Yeah. In your earlier teens or whatever, 18, 19. Yeah. I think never will I ever fucking do this. 
but they really meant the world to each other in this show. Mm. And I think a lot of the stuff they touched on, all the, the subjects, were quite taboo for that time as well. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they sort of they dealt with it in a timely way, meaning that sort of, you know, mid to late 80s, uh, you know, there were. I remember. I remember the character was a lesbian. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> and Blanche thought they were saying Lebanese, and oh there was wow, all of yeah, that yeah, joke. yeah. There was that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, they they would yeah they would t- touch on certain issues, but sort of being the eighties, they didn't get all like oh you can't Caught touch up. it. You know, they would laugh at it. They'd sort of celebrate it. You yeah, know, through. Right. Through the discussion, and yes, it would be comedic. These days, people would get all offended. They'd fucking write in, and they'd have to retract it, and it'd fucking get cancelled. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't like that in the eighties. No, no, it wasn't. Um, but look, it was issues were always dealt with, um, with with love. Yeah, with love. You know, absolutely. So let's look at the commercial that brought her back to the forefront. Of being the cult figure that she was. Oh, yes, Betty. And, and this is it. And it, this is our commercial for the weekend. It's not 80s but like I said, 99 years of a, of a life, there's a lot more that we need to talk about. Here we go. Mike, what is your deal, oh, man? Oh, come on, man. You've been riding me all day. Mike, you're playing like Betty White out there. That's not what your girlfriend said. Oh, baby. Oh, 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 Snickers. Better? Better. Hi. Hey. I'm That hurt. You're not you when you're hungry. Snickers satisfies. They were good ads. Fucking fancy. They were I good. I loved them. Yeah. Remember the one with Liza Minnelli? Who else did they have? So many people. They had um, they had fucking Aretha Franklin in the Liza Minnelli one. Wow. Remember? Mm. Oh, man, it's hot up here. Oh. Yeah, 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 right. Um, this one really put her back on the map though. Yeah, it did. Keep going. Because we we kind of like forgotten about that. Um, Elf from Home and Away. What do you want what do you want to talk about that for? He Elf was. did, Elf fuck, was, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Elf did a Snickers ad. It brought him a little bit of uh, extra acknowledgement as well. But that was where it all started for her and people started to, you know, the younger generation, I guess, started to think who is this old lady that everyone loves, mm-hmm. you know. And because she died on the 31st, like, of the month, didn't she? Yeah, it was like wow. right at the end. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Mm. And, of course, we lost, we lost a lot of people just recently. We lost Bob Saget. That's right. And Sid, Sidney Portier. That's right, of course. Yeah, he was gorgeous. Mm. And Very sad. I've never seen so much love sent out to all these people, yeah. you know, yeah. on on social media and everything. Bob Saget was very young, 65 or something. And people loved him. Mm. Did, yeah, yeah, Bob Saget was young. 
Mm. He was really young, which was a shame, but we loved him on Full House. Were you saying he used to give it a nudge? I reckon he gave it a nudge. They used to joke about it a lot in Entourage. He was in Entourage, yeah. Was he? Bob Saget, yeah. I haven't even watched Entourage. I'll have to get into it. Oh, are you fucking kidding? No, yeah, I'll have to. Okay, well, you're Mm. like me because I never wanted to watch it either and it was – Fucking tiny dancer at the spot that said you've oh. got to take the box. Oh, he would have loved it. Yeah, loved it. And I went, I don't want to fucking watch that shit. You know, I ha- I've never watched it because fuckhead dudes think it's them and their group of mates. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, yeah, yeah, fat one, skinny one, <laughs> ugly one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 that's exactly. right. Exactly. And the I'm one the hot fucking one. Adult, the one Wait, who isn't really hot. Oh, he looks like his dick stinks. I can't stand yeah, him. Yeah, no, I don't Adrian like him either. I don't like I can't him either. Stand him. He would never be Aquaman in a million fucking no, years. No, no. Fucking shut up. Fucking Jason Momoa. But it's still funny to watch, and a lot of the women in it are great. I have to get into it because I, I was worried it might be a little bit misogynistic, and I can't kind no. of stand that. Oh, look. You know, unless it's funny. <laughs> well, anyway, Bob Saget's in it, and he sort of has all these chicks he's banging, and mm. he's rooting all these chicks. They make him out like he's this amazing. Oh, like a pants man. Yeah, 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 oh, pants man. And he takes all this. So you kind of can't help but think, oh, God, was he giving it a nudge? But yeah, right. you just don't know. No. But I, I thought uh, John Stamos was crushed over it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, he's totally devastated. Oh, shit. He would have yeah. been like a father figure to him. Well, were they, were they brothers much in the older? Show? They were, <laughs> I don't know. They, weren't, they brothers? weren't brothers? What was their relationship in the show? Brother-in-law. Yeah. They probably would have been brothers except, you know, he was a wog. Yeah, well, that's right. Wog and Skip doesn't work, mate. Hey, look, I've got a one dick wonder, which is a, a good one. Wonderful. So do you want to give it a go? Yes. It's, look, it wasn't his only single but it was really the one that counted. Now that I've said that, I've just got to find it. Here we go. Have a listen to this. Oh, of course. Norman was huge. 
I got to know him, hey. Really? Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> he's sort of uh, he's an actor as well, old uh, yeah, of course, Gary McDonald. Yeah, that's right. Um, and he was in Mother and Son, remember? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Just a couple of shows that I did at Melbourne Theatre Company. He just so happened to be doing like other shows. I never acted with him, but we were sort of um, always in the green room together and. Yeah, lovely bloke, lovely bloke, like fucking Aussie legend, you know. He is. He's Norman like Paul Hogan, but yeah, hundred mm. percent. Well, this was his single, "Kiss Army." Yeah, yeah. I think it was nineteen eighty. Yeah, right. Just got in, and okay. he put it out, and it went to number thirteen in the top forty Are charts. Are you fucking kidding? He had an ABBA one, a tribute to ABBA as well, but I don't really remember that. So I thought. I, for some reason I just thought of it today, Kiss yeah. Army by Norman Gunston. Yeah. It was always on Countdown. He was he was on he Countdown. Was always on Countdown, wasn't he, doing shit? Always. And I just thought it was a really nice nostalgic memory because it's pretty much they haven't changed the song that much. No, no, they haven't. You know, like it's yeah. – I mean, it changes a tiny bit. Mm. Maybe licensing, they, oh, they would have had to have done that. Yeah. But – they haven't really changed it to what they would have. what it is straight away. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I just wanted to mention that um, thank you for being a friend was Cynthia Fee. Here we are. She was the one that sang it uh, and made a living off it, baby. Yeah, I bet. You know, but that was our one dick wonder. Fantastic. What do we say to our one dick wonder? Nice, nice one, one dick. dick. He right. was a dick, but lovely guy. Yeah. I can imagine he would be. He's not Norman Gunston. You know what no. I mean? Like in like like Gary McDonald is not like no. that. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's him. Norman Gunston is like him doing like proper fucking character work. And for know? our overseas people that want to have a look at Norman Gunston, just put in the Norman Gunston show mm. and you'll get to see what he's like. So he's sort of like receding at the top. With a hairline gelled sort of down. They used to send him in to do like interviews with international They did. Guests and stuff. Well, and they did kiss with him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they wouldn't know what the fuck was going on. No, He'd they be at wouldn't. these press junkets and stuff and these international stars would be like, who the fuck's this cunt with the comb over? And he used to <laughs> – remember he, they used to call him the little Aussie bleeder? Because he'd be freshly shaven but had, like, nicked himself and he'd put, like, the little squares of toilet paper yeah, on, yeah, yeah. on where he'd cut himself. Unbelievable. That is fucking ridiculous. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, no, he was amazing. And that works too. He did interview way. Abba as well on the show, I think. But, like, very clever. Incredible. I remember him doing. I remember him doing uh, Guns N' Roses when they were oh, here. Oh right! Yeah, when they were here uh, doing Use Your Illusion, and they would have been like fucking stoned off their face Going, and what just the thinking, fuck is "Who this? the fuck is yeah, this?" Yeah, yeah, he was Are a big 80s seventies eighties guy. Yeah, yeah, and he you know? he delivered it very dry as well, and so they would have been coming out to this. Uh, you know, Australia on the other side of the world, like a provincial fucking country to them, and and thinking, oh, is this guy for real, or is he just that's sort of right. regional and quirky, or is, is he this... spastic? You know yeah, yeah, what they used to right. say in those years. Yeah. Can't really say it anymore, but we're gonna. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna. I've... <laughs> yeah. Sorry, not uh. we. I'm. Um, but yeah, no. I thought that was. I just for some reason the Golden Girls triggered me, and I thought, what can we do for one dick? Triggered. And I went, oh, yeah. I went, why am I thinking of Kiss Army Norman Gunston? I'll put that in the show. Because I don't, 
I think we've sort of got the main ones because we've been doing this show for so many years mm. that I want to get the ones that I remember. But he did have other singles. Yeah. And it wasn't huge but it was still big enough. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Oh, that's awesome. Fantastic. Well, we have done a good show. We have. Now, I, I was watching the final episode today of Golden Girls. Oh, you watched <laughs> the final, I watched yeah. the pilot. I actually got a tear in my eye because sort of they they worked around uh, the fact that B. Arthur was leaving the show and so the character of Dorothy left the show because the other three girls were going on to do Golden Palace. That's right. Which was them sort of running a motel. Not mistaken for Golden Showers. That's That was a different movie, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. N- yeah, nonetheless... Equally as good, wasn't it? Very good. Depending? Yes. Yeah. Um, Nothing like it straight from the tap. Anyway, (laughs) so um, they they are. So Golden Golden Palace didn't – B. Arthur was in it like she'd she'd come – you know, she she did a couple of cameos but she wasn't a main character. It wasn't as popular. It went for like one season I think. Yeah. Yeah. But – Watch that final episode and I got fucking tears in my eyes because Dorothy gets married. Dorothy is so sort of unlucky in love all the way through the seven seasons, you know, dating all these fucking losers and, you know, whatever. Doesn't she marry Blanche's uncle or something or one of the women's uncles? I can't remember what the context, like his context within the show, but he, she marries Leslie Nielsen. Oh, okay. You know, fucking naked gun. Oh, God, It's called Naked Gun in Australia. It's called... Flying High? It's called something else. It might be called... It's called Police Show or something was the show on TV that Leslie Nielsen... That was made into Naked Gun. He was also in Flying High. Mm, It's called Flying High High. in Australia. That's called Airplane in in the US. But he's a big Aussie favourite as well, Leslie Nielsen. I fucking love him. Yeah. So she meets him. They get married. The final episode I think is them getting married and leaving the house. And you have that awful moment of Dorothy walking to the door and closing it and they're they're all saying goodbye to her at the door and there's a big quiet moment where the three old ladies like standing at the door. Yeah. And they really let it run. They really let that moment run. Yeah. And then all of a sudden Dorothy opens the door and rushes back for one more big hug. It was beautiful. Wow. A beautiful way to end the series. It was really lovely. I think they – look, it, it's really a great fucking series. It's it's treated, treated really well. And, look, it won heaps of awards. It was sort of – on par with Cosby Show for most of the part. Cosby Show came out a year before it. Cosby Show came out in 84. This came out in 85. So Cosby was the one to beat Mm. and it Mm. was on par with Cosby right up until the end. Cosby ended in the same year as well. Things changed dramatically coming into the 90s, you know, culturally, culturally. Mm. So, And um, there was um, 27.2 million viewers for that last episode. Yeah. Yeah. It's a yeah. lot of people. It was a big mainstay. It was always on – it was always – that they would sort of schedule other shows around it and, and like it was like the same up until like the last year and I think they moved it from 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and when they when they start changing the time slot of of shows, shows. you can tell that it's not good news. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Moving it around like that, mm. absolutely. Yeah. Well, what a great show! Loved that and love Golden Girls. It was really good. I can't believe we're you know in our what third year and we're. If I was Betty White, mm. I would be pretty happy with my life and what I'd Fuck accomplished. Yeah. Everyone loves Betty White. Yeah, Everyone and just the workload she did. She's a good person, mate. Yeah, you know? she was. It's very sad to lose her but sort of at that age you, you do have to sort of make your peace, you know, and and, and, and let her go at, at any age, you know what I mean? Because she didn't make 100 years old, so what? She was Wouldn't fucking matter. awesome for the 99 years She lived 150, really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She did more than any other actress in the world. Yeah, yeah, everyone loves and her. And she defied those age bullshit You've got to be this certain age, yeah. and she just kept going and she going. She was cool, mate. She was mixing it up with uh, people sort of 50, 60, 70 years younger than her, you know, and mm. and uh, she was funny, funny as shit. You know, she would drop a line like so fucking quickly. If you're funny, you age less. Oh, yeah, People want to hang around you more. Yeah, absolutely. Like if you're not funny but you're annoying, people don't give a fuck. But if you're funny... And you're really funny. You're super cool, you know. You and I have talked about this in terms of like bands and stuff as well. Like fucking, you you know, you get you get auditions and stuff like that. You know, you get sort of successful and, and get through. Yeah, because you're a great singer. Yeah, because you're a great actor. But if you're funny, people want to hang out with you. That's you know? it. It's as simple as that. You can compete. Mm. Against anyone yeah. younger than you. That's right. If you've got something interesting about you yeah. and something to say. And she always said something straight to the point. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah exactly. Everyone expected that funny thing about the comedic thing with her. Yeah, yeah. Well, it sounds like our mains are being prepared. Ooh. So it's probably time we get off and get a bit more pissed before the sun goes yeah. down. Yeah. That's in right. Williamstown, we'll go for a walk down near the boats or something oh, like that. Wow, we can catch COVID down there. <laughs> how fucking great! Oh, how exciting, isn't oh, it? I hope we it, haven't hope caught COVID yet. We how haven't. Cool. We've been really good. When you mm. when you think about it, you were coming out to us in the um, not the lockdowns, but mm. when the lockdowns were off for two minutes. Yeah. This the strain was a lot more. We really weren't worried about it. We were like, oh, whatever. I fucking no. Nah. Now because you can get it when you fucking look at someone. Yeah. It's a little bit more, you know. Yeah. Scary. Yeah, see I'm going out there and passing complete right. strangers and <laughs> really trying to I don't know what it is about me. And I, I just need to say we apologize for not coming to Brisbane, but everyone was refunding their tickets. Yeah. They wanted out. They they're not cuz Queensland haven't really had it this bad. They had normal lives. In in sort of comparison to us. Exactly, yeah. Melbourne yeah. and Sydney. Yeah. So now they're just starting to lock themselves away. So we've decided to come out in October mm-hmm. but it's on our Facebook Rewind 80s page mm-hmm. which is Facebook and all the details are there. But we do apologise, guys, but it was just going to be way too much of – a risk going over there. And we were looking forward to oh, it so much. But I'm over it. Got to roll with the punches. That's if, right. If it's taught us anything. Yep, so. you just got to bounce back, baby. Mm-hmm. So we'll be yeah. there October. 
Yeah, 100%. Good on you guys. We love you. If you love the show, please like, share, rate and review. Give us five stars. Write us a little comment in the comment section. Become a subscriber and follow us on whatever platform you can. We're on over 10 platforms now. Or more. Google. Yeah, Google. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Follow us on your favourite one. Follow us on two. Who knows? And please become a Patreon for as little as $1.50 a month. For $10 a month, you can get all the extra episodes. So and we're really drunk. When we're and really rude. pissed and just talking shit. And we go off topic and just bring, yeah. up, bring up old roots that we've had and yeah. all kinds of oh, things. Oh, God. So um, exciting. Very colourful. Because uh, Patreon is patreon.com forward slash the 80s montage podcast. Wonderful. And don't be shy. Give us some money. Yeah, Just don't it. be shy. Oh, God. We're not going to do anything stupid with no, it. No, we're not going to do gonna anything. We're going to buy drugs with it. No. Fucks, you know, and have a we great time. We couldn't afford them on it. <laughs> Good on you guys. We love yous. And if it's music, mateys. Or cool shit from the 80s. We're going to talk about it. <laughs>